welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, New Author Podcast. I forgot the title there for a second. Today is January 10th, 2021. And by the way, today is episode 110. So the episode number is 110 and the date is 110. How cool is that? Oh, that's totally. the kind of stuff you like. I love that stuff. Anyway, um, we uh, uh, let's uh, sitting at the other end of the phone with me. I totally forgot what I was going to say. I apologize. Um, is, is my sister, Lindsay. And she informed me before we were started that she's got ice on her knees. And I had trouble walking down the stairs today. So we are both falling apart as human beings. So other than your knees, how, how are you doing today? <laughs> Good. I think it's age. I Probably. think it's age. We're old. I did the math today because we switched over to a new year and I didn't really like the results. You um, did the math for your age? Yeah. Subtracting my year I was born for the year that we're in. And oh, it's, a big, I have it's, to, it's a big number. I always have to stop and think how old you are. Like I have to take my age and if it's between my birthday and your birthday, then I add one year. But if it's between your birthday and my birthday, then I have to add two years. I like that you have a formula to, to figure out my age. I know. It's good. Um, I don't know why I think about your age. It just yeah. I don't know, because you'll eventually be there. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, speaking anyway. of numbers, awesome segue. <laughs> my book three is up 2,292 words to 37,697. Uh, pretty good number. I wanted it to be a little bit more, but as I mentioned before we started recording, uh, I had a bit of a wacky week when it came to writing. I did not write every day, but I did book stuff every day, which was strange. And one of the book things I did was my book four, which is strangely up to 129 words. What? Um, yeah, the, the, the schedule of book three, then two novellas to finish the prequel trilogy, and then book four. I mean, it's still on, but I have 129 words for book four, and I'll talk about why that is later. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, book, uh, let's see, Mailer Light, I'm up one. So 866, I don't have any promos running and other than sending out um, newsletters every now and then, I don't really have much in the way of building or subtracting my mail light. So I'm not really sure where that one came from. I'm hoping it's somebody that read my book and actually joined. Um, That'd be nice. I don't get that very often. So that's, that would be nice. Um, my book two word count is at 22,813. So I'm actually down 55 words which is odd because I did a lot of work this week. Um, I have 629 active subscribers. I sent out a newsletter on Wednesday. I lost 30 subscribers. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amazon ads. I have 58 ads running. I let a lot of them go. Um, I'm really not sure how many impressions and how many clicks at this point because I move them into a completed folder and it takes the stats with it. Um, but I don't have any new sales or new page reads. Monday, I created six ads using Publisher Rocket. Um, the the impressions really vary. The one um, with the most impressions has the keyword romance, and it's had 817 impressions, but only two clicks. And then the one with the keyword women's friendship fiction, it only has 12 impressions and zero clicks. So that's kind of like the high end and the low end. Um, for those six ads that I created since they're cheap, I think I'm going to keep them going. Um, what is your cost per click on those? 
I have no idea. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What is the bid price? The the bid price you put in, not your cost per click. Like thirty five cents. Thirty five cents. Okay. Yeah, max five dollars a day, which I don't get anywhere near that. Um, but I figure, even if people aren't clicking, or even if people are clicking but not buying, they're seeing my cover, they're seeing my name, and so when book two comes out and I, you know, get more into it, then maybe they'll remember it and say, oh, this must be something good if I'm seeing it again. Um, so I decided that I'm going to keep some Amazon ads going. Um, I, I like to keep it under 50 uh, just because then I can control it a little bit better. Um, as far as news goes, um, I have page reads in January, um, but no sales, except a friend of mine who lives in Minnesota, he wanted a signed copy. So I did make that sale um, and that's okay. I, I think, you know, like we've talked a lot about before, when book two comes out, then I'll get more sales. When book three comes out, I'll get more sales. So I'm just trying to be very patient. Um, remember and last I, week I talked about, oh, go ahead. That was hard for me. Um, when book one came out, I wanted to sell book one, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. When you go to Amazon to search for something to read, do you look to see, Hey, this is a series. Let's see how many are out there. Do you get that in depth? I never do. I just assume, but do you, do you care about that at all? I do. Oh, okay. I really like to read series when they're all out because I don't like to wait. Um, I don't know if I'm the majority or the minority though. So yeah, I don't either. It's, I was hoping we'd have, we have a 50 50 in the, in this podcast group here with the <laughs> two of us. Um, but yeah, I, I might, um, too. <laughs> I, I wonder about putting that out somehow. I wonder if there's a way on Twitter, put out a poll that says, but I need a hashtag am reading, you know, we use am writing every now and then am reading. Yeah. I might try that. I'm really, I need, I may need to make or a note while you're talking. You could to, do like hashtag series or something like that too. Something that, oh. that catches readers though. Yeah. So I'd want um, to know, cause I, I know I couldn't do that to my email list. I don't know if I get enough responses. Um, I, I guess I could, you know what I'm doing an email today. So I'm going to do that in the email list too. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. Put them. it out there and see what you get. Um, I think on our author, Facebook author pages, we can do a poll. Um, I know I tried to do one a few months ago and I kept getting this error, um, but maybe I'll try it again and just see what I get. But yeah, it would be interesting to know. Um, am I gonna have to wait until all five books are out before people really start buying I remember when I, when I read the first I Am Number Four book, this is like 2013. I remember reading the first one and being really excited about it because I really, really liked the book and I liked the characters. And I think I read it in the summer and then going be like, okay, I'm gonna go read the second one. And the second one wasn't out until August and I was really disappointed. Yeah. And then I I immediately, as soon as the book was available for pre-order, they did about three a year, I immediately pre-ordered it and was ready to go. So I guess I'm probably in this in that where if I find something I wanna read, I hope everything's out, but I don't yeah. do that research ahead of time to see. Yeah, I'll I usually do... take a look. If it's a book that like has great reviews and I really like the blurb and it and it just sounds good, maybe I would pick it up. Um, but typically I would not. <laughs> so I'll put it in my email that I'm sending out today. I'll put it okay. on my Facebook author page and I'll try to figure out a way to do it on Twitter. Like maybe there's an am reading or reading or a books or something, a couple of hashtags I can use and I'll see what the results are. I don't, I don't imagine I'll get more than, you know, 10, 15 votes, but yeah, uh, who knows? we'll see. I'm, I'm really curious now about, do people do that? Because I'm releasing book three at some point this year 
and I don't know what I'm doing with my series yet, but am I going to have to wait even longer to get like those long sales? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyway, do you remember last week I talked about the curtains yes. I was getting from my office? They're hung and they work perfectly. Nice. Like right now my doors are closed. My curtains are closed. Kian is in the living room. I don't even know what he's doing. Whatever. Does he, does he also like avoid you or you just can't hear him or see him? I can't hear him and I can't see him. Um, and when the curtains are closed, people stay out. Nice. Now if the doors are closed and the curtains are open, then they'll just barge in. But um, when they get to a point where they're opening the door and just busting through the curtains, I'm just going to lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's like a triple threat here. <laughs> right. Eventually you're going to move out. <laughs> just buy, maybe I'll buy Sam's house next door. There you go. You just and that'll be my there. writing, my writing house. Yeah. There you go. Um, what else do I have? Oh, um, according to my writing schedule, I am on track to get this book out in June along with the first novella in the companion series. Um, so I really, I just need to start thinking about covers and I need to get on Diana's calendar. Um, I have some ideas for book two, but nothing really solid. Uh, you and I had talked about that before and I showed you what my ideas were, but they were so completely different from book one. So I think I need to get, you know, my cover artist opinion and thoughts and, and stuff. So that's, that's where I am as far as news goes. Do you think the series should have like the same, I mean, you're going to write the same cookie cutter book every time. No, the first book is pretty ooey gooey, um, which I like. The second book, um, it's more, um, I don't know what the right word is. It's, it's not super ooey gooey at all. I like that you're looking for something that is like a little different from ooey gooey as a description and you can't think of it. I can't. I can't think of it. Um, like, I mean, um, there's romance and there's passion, just like in the first book, but um, the characters aren't. I, I just I don't even know. You're going to have to read the book to figure it out. I, I, I don't know how to figure it out. I went to Word Hippo and try to find synonyms of ooey gooey and it, uh -huh. didn't, it didn't know what ooey gooey meant. So. <laughs> it did. Well, there's just. It did um, suggest oof bag, though, as a... <laughs> I wouldn't consider it oof bag. I don't know what that is. Nearby word. <laughs> yeah. What is oof bag? I have no idea. You should look at the definition Wait, of that. Now I'm curious. It. Okay, it says, um, <laughs> it says uh, any source or supplier of money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm an oof bag to my daughter. Yes, because it also says one of the synonyms of oof bag is golden goose. So... <clears throat> Good for All you. Right, so Jeremy is now going to be Mr. Oofbag uh -huh. and I'm Mrs. Golden Goose. I okay. Like it. It's good. Anyway, Oofbag. Um, um, yeah. I, I'm sensing a title for the podcast. Oh, yay. <laughs> good call. <laughs> All right. Um, I assume you're done, right? Yeah. Okay. In terms of my news, um, I did the same thing as you. I went into Amazon and we didn't talk about the set of time. I went into Amazon. I just paused every ad. And then, cause I was annoyed. I was like, this is stupid. These are dumb and I don't like them and they don't work and everybody's a liar and it's dumb. So I went in and a liar. <laughs> I paused all of them. And then a day later I calmed down and I reactivated seven of them. 
And I, what I did was I did not activate the ones like the Nora Roberts one, which was the most clicks, the most money spent with zero sales or page reads. And I just went to the ones that had um, a sale or some page reads or were time travel or dystopian related. Turned out yeah. to be seven of them. And I act, I redid those. Some of them have sales, some of them don't have anything, but those are the ones that make the most sense to my book. So uh, I kept those. Um, coming into, before I did that, I'd spent about $16 total on ads in about four months or three months. And I, had, I only had about $6 coming in. So I was losing money. And I just, I, I think I got to the point where I was just tired of looking at them and seeing, you know, nothing. I, I wasn't, I was, yeah, I was, I wasn't looking every day, but it was pretty close. And yeah. yeah, I was just seeing nothing. And it was like, why do I keep looking at this? You know, if it was losing, if I was getting clicks every day and, and maybe the occasional sale, even though I, even losing money, then I'd look at it and be like, Oh, I made another sale, but I was getting nothing. It was just boring. Yeah. So I Amazon kept, is not our oof bag. It really is not. No. Um, oh, there's your title right there. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, he's grabbing his pen. <laughs> yeah, I got to write that down. Um, in terms, though, of other ads, Facebook, I did kind of a deep dive this morning into Facebook uh, as I continue to experiment with my little budget. And um, this month, I did something different where instead of targeting the, the 45 and older, the 35 and older crowd, which I had done many times over the last uh, few months. Rarely did I, did I go below the, the 40, what, 35 year old or no 44 year old. Um, I targeted 18 to 24, 25 to 34 and 35 to 44 only. So my first ad in January ran from the first to the 10th. It actually ends today. And I have, it's the most page reads per day. As far as I can tell, I got to go back and look at the ones from uh, August and September when I first started, but it's the most page reads per day that I've gotten out of an ad out of all. Of it. And it's, it's not only the most, it's by far the most, it's a really good number, really happy with how this is going. And if it continues on like this, I will break my record for page reads in a month. The issue of course, is I stopped it today and I started a new one and the new one is not doing so well. So what I did was I went in and I looked over the last, so far I have the last six ads that I've done. Some of them are the younger crowd. Some of them are the older crowd. And I, I kind of marked down, how did my um, click rate go for each age group, men and women and women? And how did my page reads go during that time? How many page reads per day did I have during that time? Trying to determine if there's a way to say, okay, this is the ad I should run. This is who I should run it to. And this is the set of keywords I should use. And Again, as I said to you right before we started, there, this is tough. There's maybe I need like bigger sam. I need I definitely need a bigger sample size. I mean, six ads that have run since December first, not the biggest sample size. Three of them in the younger group, three of them in the older group. Uh, it's not like I have 27 books out there that I'm advertising where I can get like monster page reads and have a, a better number. You know, some of my page reads are a hundred per day, and and you know my best one is. Well, my best one is actually 278 per day back in December, nice. which surprised me. I didn't see that until just before we started recording. So what I think, and that's in the younger group. That's the thing. The younger group has a much higher click rate. So for example, um, 18 to 24, it was a three-day ad, 18 to 24 age group for women, 162 impressions, six clicks, one per 27. Men, 123 impressions, six clicks, one per 21. I mean- the, the um, 25 to 34 men, 11 clicks out of 566, that's one per 51. That's really, I would assume that's really bad. That's really high. But it's also my highest page reads per day at 278 page reads. I only let that run for three days. I, would, I wish I would have let that go in more, but I just wasn't looking at numbers at the time. 
Have you noticed the difference in your ads? Um, like Brian Cohen says for Amazon ads, the shorter time frame, it seems like Amazon puts them out more. So if you have an ad out for two weeks versus two months, you're going to get better return on the ones that are out for two weeks. So have you noticed the difference in your three day versus your you know month long or whatever ads? So I was thinking about that today when I, when I first started putting this Excel spreadsheet together, my January 1st through January 10th one that's ending today, that had the most at the time before I looked at the, the December 1st, December 3rd, 221 page reads per day. Um, it, the first three days of that ad weren't very good, but then four, five, six, and seven, uh, January 4th, and 6th, and 7th, those were really good days in terms of page reads. I had, I think over 400 mm -hmm. to 500 every day. And so then I thought, well, maybe what he said, I was thinking about what you had said, maybe that's correct. And then the January, the one that I started on January 7th, the last three days have been a bit slow. And I thought, well, let's give it a couple more days. You know, let's give it today, tomorrow, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, see how it goes. But then I put in the December 1st through 3rd ad and it was literally three days and I had 836 pages over that three day period. It just started immediately right in there. Mm -hmm. I wasn't overlapping it with any other ad. And that one was right, right from the jump. That one was really good. So I would have said yes until I looked at that December 1st through December 3rd ad. Uh, but now I, what I think that if I'm looking for some kind of a pattern, what I have noticed is the ads that I have out there for the younger people where I'm targeting women more than men, women are giving me more clicks than men, even though men are included in the ad. Yeah. Those are the ones that are getting me the best page reads. So I think what I'm going to try to do over the next, I have 16 days left in January that I have not budgeted for yet, which means I can do two ads that are eight days each or four ads that are four days each. I don't want anything to overlap. I'm going to try to set something up based on these numbers and try to determine, you know, what gives me the most page reads. And then going forward, I'm going to use that, you know, for example, this set, this set of keywords um, which might be aimed more towards women, but men are included in the ad. Those were the best for me. I don't care about cost per click. I don't care about how many impressions uh, per, or how many clicks per impression. I don't care about any of those numbers. I'm going to write them down and look at them because I like numbers. But mm -hmm. the only thing I care about is how many page reads per day am I getting out of this ad? And then whatever, and I'm going to go back right now. I've gone back through December. I'm going to go all the way back to when I started doing ads in July and try to determine which ones gave, what set of keywords gave me the most, um, which age groups, all those different things, what gave me the most page reads per day. And then I'm going to experiment with those throughout the rest of January and, and see, and then I'll report, you know, on the podcast each Sunday, how it's going. Um, but I'm really curious because I think I might be able to narrow down and maybe it was a fluke, maybe December 1st through December 3rd, you know, for whatever reason, people were buying books when they weren't on December 4th through December 7th. I have no idea. That's why I think the sample size is way too small. I think you have to do this for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, with more books coming out and all that good stuff to, to try to really understand what's happening. But as of now, what it looks like to me is this set of keywords I used on December 1st through December 3rd, I targeted ages 18 to 24, 25 to 34 and 35 to 44. Uh, the Click impression was terrible. The cost per click was terrible, but the page reads were really good. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've noticed is when I target women with my keywords more than men, I get a lot less. I'm sorry. When I target the 18 to the younger age group, the, the, there's mm -hmm. six age groups. When I target the younger three, 
I get very few likes on my page. I get very few comments on my page. Um, but again, the page reads were the highest, my two highest, wait, what is my third one? Oh, it's still going on. This ad's still going on now. So the, the two highest of the six that I'm tracking so far have been that younger group. And it's also been the highest cost per click, the highest average of clicks per impression, no likes, no, very few likes, very few comments. But again, the page reads were the highest and that's the most important thing. So that's what I'm going to stick to through the rest of January. I might even end the ad that I'm running now. I might even end it today or tomorrow and, and give me more days to, to um, experiment. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to try this. I'm excited to look at the numbers and, and, and chart them and see how it goes. Yeah. So that's my, that's my Facebook ad story as of right now. I, I am, I am planning though. I'm, I may wait now until February 1st, but I am planning to go in and redo my blurb at some point. So as I'm doing this experimenting now in January, I might leave my blurb how it is. And then in February, change it and then keep doing those experimenting, you know, towards this to see if I can raise or lower Maybe I'll find a, an age group where it's pretty similar, but I'm like not getting, you know, I hit a ceiling. I'm not getting the, those to go up at all. Maybe if I mm -hmm. change my blurb, it'll go up or down and I can determine, you know, what blurb was better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. All right. So in terms I've of- I've never last changed week, my blurb. I've changed mine two or three times, but I've changed the tagline, you know, that first word line. Yeah. I've changed that, uh, you know, five or six times just to see what would happen. I, I've never noticed whether it helps or doesn't help. Um, you know, eventually I want to hit on that one where it's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm getting like one out of every five people are buying the book. Yeah. Because, and I, I, it's because I changed that, but I haven't hit that yet. <laughs> all right. So in terms of last week, um, I have a whole bunch of things to talk about more than just what I did on a day-to-day -day basis, but I'm going to take a drink first. There we go. It's nice that that ice water really quenches your thirst and wets your whistle. Uh, a little bit too dark to be water. <laughs> I was trying to help you out. <laughs> it's nice that that water that is infused with sugar and caffeine helps. Um, okay. So Sunday was a, a, a pretty um, a boring day. I watched football all day, but one thing I did was I exchanged e uh, texts with a buddy of mine who is a, an accountant. He's been an accountant at a firm for I mean, a good 20 years that I've known him. And I started asking him about that whole selling books on my own website and what I have to deal with with taxes. I, um, I did some research on my own and was, I mean, I was lost really fast. So I'm going to read to you the text messages um, that we, we, we talked about. So I asked him, I want to start selling books on my website, but I know nothing about taxes, sales tax. Um, does he know anything about it? His response was, well, I do, but you won't like the answer. Selling on the internet became very difficult for sales tax over the last three years. And keep in mind, this is US only. Um, yeah. You are now required to charge based on where you are delivering to and remit to that state. Every state has different rules and you have to deal with it. Um, some are like if, if you sell a thousand, you don't, you don't have to do anything until you sell a thousand dollars worth, but some of them are a dollar. Um, he said his words, wild, wild west and very difficult to administer. Your best and easiest way to be sure you do it right is to sell through a third party like Amazon. Yeah. He said, try to do it on your own is tough. If you're not expecting huge amounts, you can always roll the dice and beg for mercy. Um, not likely unless you do a whole lot of sales. Well, I don't really want to do that. If you get caught, it's a tough answer because doing it right is super, super hard and almost impossible for small retailers. Um, I think the answer there, if I was going to stop there would be, um, I have an Amazon sellers account. Why not just sell them 
as a product on Amazon, autograph copies. And when the order comes in, ship it myself. We used to do that in my old life with our software. Yeah. It worked. And that's not actually not a bad idea. I don't really want to go that way. I really want to have them on my site where people can buy them. Um, so then I wrote, so if I was to sell 50 books, one to each state, I'd have to send a payment to each state. Is there a minimum or is it the minute you sell one, you have to deal with sales tax? Um, but, 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 but he said just all about, he says just about all the states have a minimum before you are considered to have what's called a nexus, which I never heard that word before. I think there's a, I think there was an Android product called a nexus that I owned maybe back in the day. So, uh, you know, <laughs> he said most are 100,000. So you would not need to do it. I go, so let's say I'm selling $50 a month spread throughout the United States. I would probably be okay and not have to worry about sales tax. He said, right, you'd be fine. And I said, well, is there a list somewhere that shows me what the minimums are for each state? And he sent me a link and I'll put the link in the um, show notes so you can see it. And I wrote, and I looked at the, the link he sent me and there's a, a, an entry for every state, except I believe four. And I said, okay, so just so I understand it, if I stay below their minimums in the per state that I'm selling to, I don't have to worry about state tax. And I said, is it because I'm not breaking rules or because you know, and they fall under the, the beg for mercy thing or, 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 or am I actually following the rules? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to do it wrong from the start. I don't want to break one yeah. rule from the start. He wrote back and said, well, I just flipped through them. Looks like they've all adopted the 100,000 minimum for now. When this Wayfair case first passed, some had no minimum, but it appears a lot of States have now put in a good size. So some have a transaction limit of 20 before you have to do it, which means 20 sales. So some of them do, I looked at this, some of them do um, X number of sales or X number of dollars. Yeah. And as of like July 1st, a lot of them switched over to just dollars. And the dollars are like 100,000 or 200,000. I'm, I'm never oh, going okay. that per state per year. He said, but I guess overall, a bunch of them up their limit. So you should be good. Um, many were one sale at the beginning. He says he's just a little bit behind on their updates. And I looked and it was amazing. So I thought, cool, that's perfect. And then I, um, and then I looked through it and I'm like, this is great. I'm like 100,000, 100,000, 200,000. Then I got to Kansas. Kansas had nothing. So I wrote to him and I'm like, um, is, 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 what do I do with Kansas? It's the minimum zero. If I sell one to Kansas, do I have to deal with sales tax? He says, yep, he missed that one. There's only one. They're the only one that has no minimum in place, but there are four or five other ones that aren't even on this rule. So their minimum is also zero. I don't yeah. remember off the top of my head what they were. Um, let me pull it up really fast because I have it saved right here. Well, I mean, even if you have to send sales tax to four or five states, that's better than 50. I mean, it's still easier to keep track of. Right. So the hope would be just don't sell any to that state. And in fact, I'm wondering with the WooCommerce thing, can I exclude those states? The same way yeah. that when I go to like FanDuel to log in to do some gambling, it'll be like, yeah. you can only do this if you're in these states. And unfortunately, Ohio isn't one of them yet. Come on, Ohio, get your act together. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking at the map, Oregon, Montana, uh, Missouri, Florida, New-Hampshire and Delaware are not part of this. And then Kansas's minimum is still zero. So those seven yeah. states, I'd probably have to exclude somehow. Yeah. So then I wrote back and said, okay, it appears I can put my books up there and then determine what I'm going to do if a sale comes in. And I told him if I got more than 10 in 2021, I'd be surprised. This is literally only so that I, you know, I have friends. There was a friend of mine who I went to high school with, John, who uh -huh. lives in Florida, who asked me for a book. He's like, can you send me an autographed book? 
And I was like, yeah, can you, you know, PayPal me the money? And he paid me, paid me 10 bucks. And then I yeah. sent him the book and it, you know, that's fine. But he's someone I know I can easily say, can you PayPal me? But if there are, there is someone who wants one that I don't know, you know, I'd like to have that ability. So if I, I, I went through all of the steps that Caro sent me in the video and got to this part here with the sales tech. Mm -hmm. So I have the WooCommerce plugin installed on my site. I'm ready to go. I just have to build the catalog. So this is something I'm probably going to do over the next few weeks, maybe month or so when I get time is, is build. Maybe I'll just put book one up there first and see what happens. Um, I, like I said, I fully do not expect any sales to come in. Uh, I, I literally don't. I mean, you know, I don't get a lot of visitors to my website as far as I know. I haven't looked that hard to find out. But um, so that is that's that update. That is the I've taken that off of the future running list of future things to do and now added it as a normal thing, which is kind of fun. Oh, nice. So then Monday, I, um, I've sent out probably 40 autographed copies. Um, some to people I know, some to people I don't know. I opened up a PayPal account under my author um, email and people just use that to pay me. How did they get a hold of you? The people that you didn't know to ask you for one? Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I, that's a good idea about the PayPal. And then I can point it to my author account yeah. um, because then I can pay things out of there too. Well, that's I what know. I did. Like, like when people search for me on PayPal, they search... Lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. And then that is set up to go right to my author account. Yeah, I'll have to do that. I never even thought of that. Um, let me just mark. And then I charge 333, I think it is for shipping because that's the um, uh, book rate. Do you tell them ahead of time, this is what it's, so, so you charge them $13.33 or whatever. How much do you charge for a paperback? 12. So you charge them 1533 for an autographed yeah. paperback. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then I've had a couple people that we know um, who it was right before Christmas, they wanted a copy and I said, I can send it, um, you know, media mail for 333. Or if you want to actually get it before Christmas, then I'm just going to send it priority. And it was like eight something. And people um, were okay with chose, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they were Christmas gifts. So they want to make sure they got them in time. Well, that's really interesting. I never even thought about the PayPal thing. I don't know why uh, until you said that. That's a, a really smart because I need to be able to pay stuff out of that account. Mm -hmm. What I've been doing is just transferring it to my personal checking and just paying out of there. But I, I'm, I haven't made enough money in a year yet. In fact, I think the cutoff, I think I'm just under the cutoff for having to worry about taxes in 2020 for books. So I do expect to have to deal with that all this year. So I need to keep, do you keep like a ledger? Like how do you deal with all of your sales and stuff? I use Quicken. I use Quicken for my personal stuff. And then I have an account for my author stuff. How much was Quicken? Um, you know, I don't remember. I don't use it at all. I use Excel for my personal stuff. I like Excel. Oh, I have an Excel spreadsheet that I use, but as far as my bank account, I use Quicken. I like it because, um, you can reconcile your account like super easy. Um, I usually check my account every day, uh, just cause I think it's fun. Me too. Um, and me too. Yeah. And so, and so on Quicken, there's a little box and you can set it up to have whatever you want on your screen, but I keep that little box on there. And then when it hits my checkbook, I check mark it in Quicken so that I know that it oh. was, it was, it, you know, it's in the bank. And cool. then when you reconcile it, um, they put different color check marks that you can't change then because it's already been reconciled. It's done. 
Yeah, I wrote a little. Um, I, I wrote a little uh, function in in Excel in column E, where when I put an asterisk in there, it it cleared and it just doesn't yeah. subtract from the from the account as I go down. So yeah. I kind of did the same thing. But is Quicken attached to your bank account? Um, no, I don't pay for the um, like all of the updates and stuff. I just oh, bought it okay. just to use it. So you would have to like pay to make it do that, um, and I don't. Um, I just yeah, don't. because I expect this year to have to deal with taxes because I think I'll make more than whatever the minimum is. I have to ask Bill what the minimum yeah. is, but I think I make more than the minimum. I'll make more than the minimum this year, so I'm mm -hmm. gonna have to check. Uh, so maybe it's a good idea since it's January 10th to start doing that now. Um, yeah, it can't hurt, and you can you can form your own reports and everything, um, so that like when it is time to do taxes, you can say this is how much I spent on you know, postage, this is how much I spent on, right. um, you know, these expenses, covers those expenses. and editors and all that stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. So moving on to Monday. Um, <laughs> so I, I was up at 5am all week, which was the first time since, boy, I'll bet you Mar early March of last year that I got up at 5am every day. Cause that's how I had to go to work. And this time it was just to get up to write. Yeah. Um, I added 986 words on Monday morning. Um, I also took a look at that. Remember that SEO video you talked about? Yeah. So you, I, I don't think I linked it in the show notes. I, I'll link it this week. It's an eight and a half hour search engine optimization video. And um, I've added that to my 21, 2021 goals to get through that video. So I've given myself a whole year to get through an eight and a half hour video. <laughs> Because hey, boy, that's it, high on your priority list. It's gonna be really <laughs> super boring. I'll be five hours into it. It'll be so boring. So I'm gonna just do, attack a little bit of a time. This week I watched the first 12 and a half minutes. Um, one of the things they they mentioned is a is a, an app they use to come up with keywords, which is the Google Keyword Planner, and that is something I plan on downloading and using. I, I'm guessing not only for SEO, but that's probably really good for um, just coming up with with uh, keywords. Uh, probably on your website for for the book itself, but also in Amazon for ads or or yeah. you know, where you're going to do ads. So, um, so I'm going to link to that uh, so people can take a look at that at that video if they want. Uh, Tuesday morning up at five, I added 737 words, and you can see the word count gets lower and lower because well, when I got the Thursday, something happened. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, you know Craig Martell on the 20 books uh, Facebook group. And on the on YouTube, we'll do a, a five minute video every day, just a five minute author video. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, he has an interview, and he did a really really good interview with Dave Chesson, who is the guy who his team wrote Publisher Rocket. Uh, he has a new product coming out that he announced on that day, which I don't remember off the top of my head what it's called. Um, oh man, that's gonna drive me crazy now. Go watch the video; I'll link to it. He talks about it right in the beginning of it, and what it does is. You know, I, I've complained on this podcast many times about not being able to find something that I like for formatting. What he said it does is it combines um, Scrivener with Google Documents with, what's the word when you have? Vellum, Vellum, with Vellum. So it's those three things. So you can write your book, you can share it for people, and you can set permissions on who can see it and who can edit it, and then you can format your book. And huh. He said it's a one-time cost. It'll be about half the cost of Scrivener. So he's looking at around $125 to $150. And the minute this thing is available, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, I like what Dave Chesson does. I think he's a good guy. I like watching his interviews. Um, he does really good uh, speeches at, or whatever you call them, pre presentations at the 20 book shows. So I trust the guy and um, I really like Publisher Rocket. So yeah, uh, I'm ready to buy this thing. I already put myself on the mailing list. 
and, and like I said, I don't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but I did link to the interview. So it, you can go ahead and scroll down. He also talked about keywords. I think you might get something out of it with keywords. He talked about what he does is when he's creating keywords, before he even goes into Publisher Rocket or, or, or anything he uses, he, he puts five columns on a piece of paper and he writes things like, what are the theme? What are my characters? And he comes up with all these different things. And then he uses those words for his to, to into publisher rocket or, or whatever to come up with this keyword. So yeah. uh, it's a little bit more advanced than what I think you and I have done. Um, but it's a really, are. it's a really, really good interview. And if you have an hour to kill, I would say, go, go watch it. Um, it's good. I think I put that on my running list of things to do. We'll see when we scroll oh, down. Good. Okay. So Wednesday morning up at five again, 579 words. Uh, and then I started to get to a point. So I'm writing the ending. I've got about five chapters, the last five chapters written along with what I'm calling my epilogue. So the, the end of the book, the final chapter will be the resolution of whatever the storyline is for that book. But the epilogue is what gets us into the next book. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to have live and who to have die. Um, I know I, I don't know who I need in book four. Uh, so what I did was I started thinking about book four. Uh, this was especially on Thursday morning with book four, but I started doing this on Wednesday. And a couple of movies have have always popped into my mind when I thought about my series. Number one was obviously going to be a Star Wars movie because I think about Star Wars all the time anyway. Um, <laughs> one of the big complaints about The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker was you know, bringing the emperor back and bringing back the fleet of bad guys and all the stuff they did basically took away everything that Luke accomplished in the original series. It's like he killed the emperor. Or he was part of, you know, Darth Vader killed the emperor. Yeah. And now the emperor's back and they, they destroyed the, the empire and now the empire's back and they yeah. destroyed the death star twice. And now star killer base is back. It's like, why even watch the first three? Because they didn't mean anything. Yeah. So in my book, I was always planning you know, I took them to, there was this big event that destroyed the world for the most part in 2019 and they end up in 2022. I was always planning at the end of this book or, or book four, I hadn't just determined yet to send them back to 2019 and have them stop the big event that destroys the universe. But then I'm like, well, if I do that, that means the events of, you know, the ending of book one, the ending of book two, the ending of book three, and the entire events of book four are now null and void because I just reversed something that happened. Yeah. You know, it's so I, I never, I was a little puzzled how I wanted to handle that. But then I thought, well, if I continue things on from book, from the keep this event that happened in 2019 on and have the ending happen after that, you know, it always makes me think of independence day, independence day. It's like, okay, the aliens come, they destroy all the major cities, billions of people die. And then at the end, everybody's celebrating because they killed the, the aliens but billions of people have died. So, <laughs> so I've, I've been stuck on where I wanted to take this. And I decided I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with an independence day style where I'm going to keep the big event. I've literally only decided this over the last two days. It could change, but I'm going to keep. Well, the I mean, event. I think, I think you're on the right track there with independence day, but they're celebrating because everybody on the planet didn't die. Right. Like, they, they were still, able to they still that. won. Right. There was still a winner. So then I had an idea on Thursday morning when I was trying to think about this, I had an idea for, well, how do I have most of the world get destroyed, but end with a happy ending? And I, I, was, I was in the shower, which is where you always come up with your best ideas. Yes, um, definitely. 
And uh, it hit me or it didn't hit me, but I started, you know, talking it out and probably sounding ridiculous as I talk in the shower instead of sing like normal. And um, <laughs> only and I, Max can hear you. So it's fine. That, and he's usually sleeping at five fifteen in the morning. So, yeah. Um, so I think I came up with something and I, I came out and instead of opening book three to continue working on it, I opened book four. I opened a new scripture file for book four. And I just typed in, in a blank page, here are my thoughts on book four. And I wrote out each character that currently is still alive in book three and how I want things to end for them. And that's where the 129 words came from. And uh, that actually gives me a really good idea or not a good idea, but that gives me something in book three to kind of aim for. I know how I need to get these characters to that put point in book four. Like one of my characters is going to become a national hero, you know, 60 years later, people are still talking about him. And now I know how to get him to that point. Yeah. And um, it's no one that you've ever heard of, which I love, which is great. Huh. I feared it would be Peter. Nope. No, Peter's just going to end up a normal guy. Spoiler alert. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, so that's what I did Thursday. That's why I didn't write Thursday. Um, Thursday afternoon at lunch, I went outside. I, I had gotten my screen, my, my impact screen for my golf shed in the mail uh -huh. uh, at some point earlier this week. And I, I headed outside on Thursday. Well, what happened was Saturday, this past Saturday, I went to Home Depot. So eight days ago, I went to Home Depot and bought um, six 12 foot two by fours with the idea of building this really cool frame. I think I told this story last week where I built the, the framing part of it. And then I went to hang the frame for the screen and it turns out my building is just under 11 feet. So the 11 yes. feet wide things I built didn't fit. So I had to improvise. So on Thursday I went out and improvised and I built this, I don't know how to explain it. It's a frame. Um, on Friday, I realized I was gonna have to lift this frame 11 feet in the air on a ladder <laughs> by myself, by yourself. And like I said it before, I wasn't going to ask for help. I wanted to do this myself. Um, and I figured it out and I made it work and I hung the frame on Friday. And then yesterday I went out and I hung the screen and I used these bungee cables to hang the screen. I love the look of it. I love how these bungee cables look you know, all the way around the screen when they were all the way around the screen. Yeah. I like that too. They were very um, evenly spaced yeah. and yeah. They looked, they looked like somebody semi-professional had done it. Yeah. Not, I'm not even gonna call myself an amateur. I have no idea what I'm doing. Right there. <laughs> and then I hung uh, blankets on my wall to give it number one, some color and number two, something to absorb any errant shots that hit the wall. And um, I hung up my Browns banner and my Kent state banner. And mm -hmm. I, I, I put, I had a piece of um, artificial turf in there that was, 10 foot by eight foot that fit the old golf shed I had over the summer. And I bought a new one that was 10 by 11 by 12. And I got that laid and it's beautiful. I, everything's done. And I hit some shots and the very first shot I hit bounced off the screen and came back at me. Not hard. I was able to actually catch it. And I realized I, the screen is way too tight. Oh, see the, the image in my head, you were not able to catch it. It was more it, like a, an America's Funniest Home Videos. No, it wasn't. No, it was an eight iron. So the ball went up in the air, hit the screen, and then bounced up in the air farther. Mm -hmm. And then as I caught it, it was actually coming down. So it wasn't so Oh, bad. see, in my head, it, that plays out completely different. Right. And it was the fourth shot that, that bounced <laughs> a little bit to the right and hit the center of my keyboard on my laptop Oof. that made me go, oh, I got to fix this. So yeah. I had to go back up on the ladder, and I had to loosen the tension of the bungees, and I had to... Uh, I had to lower the screen to the floor because with my three wood, I it went underneath the screen and smashed into the wood, um, the wooden wall. So I had to lower it. To, it was a, it was a 
comedy of errors that worked out really well in the end. And now everything is set up and I really love it. I'm probably going to go out and hit it today before the first playoff game starts. Um, unfortunately, going up and down the ladder 7,000 times made it me really, really sore um, because <laughs> I am out of shape. And uh, so, you know, it, I'm, that was my Saturday. Uh, I was going to do some writing Saturday, but I didn't. I was a beat. When I, I spent a lot more time out there than I thought. And I was beat when I came in. So I just kind of relaxed the rest of the day. Yeah, all that football. fresh air probably went to your head. You don't, you don't get that much usually. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, usually it's like an hour here, an hour there, or, you know, take the garbage out to the street or walk yeah. to my car. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that was my Saturday yesterday. Or, um, did I do anything else? Let's see Saturday. Oh, oh, okay. So I have a story. Um, this is writing related. Um, so I took my screen out of the box yesterday to hang it. And at the bottom, there was a, there was a, a it looks like a gift card. It looks like a, a, or a card that you hand out a business card. I'm going to show it to the camera so you can see what it says. It says Amazon $15 gift card. Oh yeah. Well, it's not actually a gift card. And it looks like an Amazon gift card, but it's not, it's, it's just a, it's like a business card on the back. Here's what it says. <clears throat> Congratulations. You are randomly selected as our lucky customer. Just complete the following operations and you will get a $15 gift card from Amazon. Number one, leave your positive five-star review. Uh-huh. So right there, I'm like, okay, we have a problem here because you can't, Amazon doesn't like it when you buy reviews. Yeah. Uh, number two, Send the review screenshot and your order number to the following email, and they give an email. Uh-huh. And then number three, our customer service will contact you within 24 hours and get you your $15 gift card. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I didn't buy this from Amazon. I bought it from their website. So on their website, I don't know if Amazon can do anything about them paying for reviews. But then I went to their website, and I can't find um, where I would leave a review. I also went to Amazon. I can't find them on Amazon anymore. So I'm confused on where to leave this review, but at the bottom, it says the following attention. Don't show this card or your review for the safety of your Amazon account. Meaning they know what they're doing is wrong. Uh Uh Yet there's now, so I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get, I don't care about the $15 gift card. Um, It just made me laugh. And it made me think of people who pay for reviews and have their Amazon author accounts taken away. And, and I'm not going to mention who I bought it from. It's not exactly a well-known one. And I doubt you'd be able to, you, you, you wouldn't Google this and be like, oh, that's the one. Because again, it wasn't from Amazon and it wasn't from some company that just sells golf stuff or just sells screens. It's, it's. Uh, Here's a funny story. Yeah. In the last, so once in December and once in January, I bought something from Amazon, two things, one in December, one in January. And it came with a little slip of paper and it basically said the first one was a $15 Amazon gift card. Just leave a review, email us a copy of your review. So I did it. And I was like, sweet, 15 bucks. I bought a book. It was great. And then the one in January, I just got the $10 gift card yesterday. Oh. And so I have this $10 gift card on my Amazon. It's stuff that I would have left a five-star review anyway, because it's really good stuff. But I never, until you mentioned that, thought of their paying for reviews. And now, f- if I was going to leave them a one-star review, I wouldn't have left them a five-star review just for the Amazon card. But I'm sure there are people out there that would. Well, my fear is that it's not that them that would get in trouble. Well, they would. But yeah. I, it's my fear is I would too. Like I don't ever want to do anything that would make yeah. me lose my Amazon author account. Nothing ever. 
Yeah. Like if there's something where it's like, well, there's a 1% chance you could lose it, then I'm not doing it. Um, because that's where I'm selling. And even if I wasn't in KDP, even if I was selling wide, Amazon is like 75 to 80% of the book sales anyway. So I'm not, yeah. and I literally made that number up. I mean, it could be 65%. I have no idea, <laughs> but I know it's a big piece. So why would I do anything? 78% of all statistics are made up. That's <laughs> odd. Um, I just made that up. That's pretty good. Um, the, I listen to the Tony Kornheiser podcast every day and he always says, somebody will be like, what's the chances? And he always says 50, 50, either it will or it won't. So yeah, that's, his true. is always 50, 50. Yeah. So it's true. So that was my week. Um, to, well, I'll get into my today plans because today I'm going to do what I was planning on doing yesterday in terms of writing, uh, because I don't plan on going outside at all today if I don't have to. So, so yeah, that was my week. <laughs> all right. Um, Monday, I taught three classes. Kean was still off school. Um, I helped Jeremy hang my curtains, which did I tell you how amazing they are? I love them so much. I have no idea what's happening outside of this room. Yeah, Great. you've mentioned it once or twice. Yeah. And then I just kind of closed my curtains and I enjoyed the peaceful time in my office. I watched a little bit of TV. I didn't do any writing. I was just kind of in here enclosed in my space. So number one, you remind me of an episode, I believe of the middle where uh, the mother said, okay, for my kids right now, I'm giving office hours and you cannot bother me other than those <laughs> office hours. It did not go well, but, um, and then two, I'm curious, how much time do you spend in there during the day? Not counting like your work in the morning before 7am or 7:30. how much like during the day do you spend in there? I'm usually in here, um, from like eight 30 when I get back from the bus stop until at least four when King gets off the bus. So you're um, in there all day. Oh yeah. This wow. is my favorite space. And then there are most days Kean will come in the door, drop his backpack, go to the bathroom. And then he's outside with his friends and he's not due in until six. So sometimes I just hang out in here until six, but when Kean's out there in the evening, I like to be out there with him and spend time with him. So, okay. So I'm having a dilemma that you're talking about right now. My dilemma is the, the plug that I plug all of my computer stuff into is is broken. Um, anytime I plug the power strip into it, it my, I can see my basement lights flashing, my refrigerator goes cr cr goofy. And this just started happening when I got back from your house a couple weeks ago. So uh -huh. I had to get an extension cord and plug everything into a different plug. And now the uh -huh. question is, do I want to move my desk? And I think we talked about this when I was down there. We did. Yeah. Do I want to move my desk maybe back in my back room again? But I like being out in the middle and my living room where I can see my TV and I can see out my front window yeah. and my refrigerator's right there. And I don't have anybody in the house to have to deal with where you do. And I think that's the difference between you and I yeah. with this problem. I think that's a huge difference. And like my office is at the front of the house. So like I turn my head to the left and I can see the street. If you move to the back of your house, I just don't think that you would be very happy back there because you wouldn't be able to see what's going on. Right. I was back there for a long time too. When I first moved yeah. into this house, my computer was back there for a while. And I think after a while, I was just like, well, why not move it out here where I can see the big yeah. TV? And, you know. If I live by myself, I probably wouldn't spend as much time in here. Although during the day when Kean's at school, Jeremy's upstairs in Paris's room studying, I still hang at my office. But I think it's just because I've made it so comfortable in here. This is really just my space. So, yeah. Anyway, the curtains help. Um, Tuesday, I taught three classes and I went to the gym for push class. Um, after I came home and showered and got something to eat, I drove out to the library and renewed my card. 
um, I talked about this last week. I'm going to read 50 books this year, um, but I'm not going to spend any money on them. I've decided I'm going to make it even harder. Um, so I'm going to get library books. I'm going to borrow books from other people. Um, I have some books on my Kindle that I've already purchased, but I haven't read yet. So I'm going to catch up on those. Um, I have bookshelves all around my house. So I have plenty of books that I can read without spending money. Um, I finished News of the World on Wednesday. It was really good. It was better than I thought it would be. That's the one where the author doesn't use quotation marks, um, which kind of tripped me up at the beginning, but then I got used to it. Um, and so Wednesday I started The Little Shop of Found Things by Paula Braxton. I'm about halfway through and it's really good. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, when I got back from the library. I skimmed over chapters one through eight in book two and I found a ton of discrepancies. So I spent four hours cleaning them up and then I realized I just had to rewrite chapter eight. I literally just highlighted it, deleted it and started over. Um, Wednesday, I taught four classes. I had personal training in the morning. Um, and then I started rewriting chapter eight in the afternoon. It's really slow going because I'm plotting out the first novella at the same time for consistency. And I had to create a bunch of characters. I had to create a whole hockey team this week. So this chapter is really a tough one. Um, Thursday, I taught four classes. I went back to push class in the morning. Um, during my four hours of writing in the afternoon that I had blocked off, I continued to work on chapter eight and the novella. Friday, I taught four classes. Um, I did laundry. I spent another four hours in the afternoon working on book two in the novella. Chapter eight has a lot of moving pieces. There's the, the relationship between the two main characters. There's also now a dog. Um, there are two hockey teams that are playing in the playoffs. Uh, the main character's family is in town for the game. Um, <clears throat> and that's when they kind of meet um, the other main character, the girl. Um, at the end of that chapter, there's going to be a little tiff between the two main characters. And that's going to kind of push us into the next chapter. So this is a really big chapter. Um, I'm hoping to finish it today. I probably only have about 450 words to go. So I should be able to finish it today. Um, what else? Oh, we ate dinner at Anna's and we watched more young Sheldon, which is a lot of fun. I've only seen the first two seasons, maybe three, but I know of two for sure, but I've only seen them once. So it's kind of like starting over, you know, I, I feel like I've never seen them before. Uh, yesterday I went to push class in the morning. I ordered groceries. I cleaned the house, went to Anna's for dinner and watched young Sheldon. I decided not to write though. Um, I completed the 16 hours that I had blocked off in my schedule and I just kind of needed a break from it. Um, so today after the podcast, I'd like to finish chapter eight. Um, but I also want to get started on gathering my 2020 tax information. Um, so that's yay. Super fun. Um, that was my week. As far as my running list of future things to do, I want to keep the motivation for book two going so that I can get it out on time. I want to watch the video link you sent um, of the Dave Chesson and Craig uh, conversation. And then I need to start uh, working on book covers for book two and for the novella. Um, and that's all. It's funny because I was thinking today when I went and got my book cover from Stuart Beige last year for book two, I'd asked them, hey, can you guys reserve book three for me also? And they said yes. 
And I know I filled out the form for book three, but I never actually paid them anything. And it just kind of, I, I don't know what happened there. I'm not sure. So I need to get in touch with those. I think at some point I'm going to redo book one, that cover also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have to do the same with book covers. I, I hope to have mine out by June also. And uh, so I know between now and then I'll need to get a book cover. So I should start looking into that, you know, ASAP. Yeah. In terms of my running that, list. Put that in the list. Yeah. Book covers. Yeah. Let me <laughs> add it here. I'll just, I'll add it. To, oh, he's doing it right now. Yeah, live updating of the live podcast. Live on the podcast. Well, I told, I told you guys last week that this podcast outline is essentially my, it's how I organize my yeah. week every week. So yeah. Um, I did add though. I did. I was able to take out the the um, get my book up on the website, even though it's not done yet. I'm in the process of doing it, and and so I took that out of the running list of future things to do. And I've added in the the something new, which is nice. It's the SEO video that you sent me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's learn that, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to experiment with the things that I learn on our podcast every week as I publish it, you know, do SEO stuff in there to see how that goes. And then as I'm getting more comfortable with it, that's when I'll start dealing with my website and the books and, you know, keywords on Amazon. I don't, I don't know where else you use that, but, um, so, but I'm going to start with the podcast, not this week, but soon I'll start putting like the S there's a, there's a pro there's a third party tool that I have a plugin installed on my site for the podcast. It's called Yoast. Y-O-A-S-T that you're supposed mm-hmm. to do stuff with SEO. And I never do. I just skip that section when I publish it. So this time I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> All right. In, in regards to my addicted to for this past week, mostly it was just Browns news. You know, they made the playoffs last week, first time in 18 years. And they, the last time they made the playoffs, they played Pittsburgh and they lost in a really close one. And this year, this year they get to play Pittsburgh again and yay. And I uh, hope they win. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really, really, really hard. Um, you know, like I said, first time they make the playoffs in 18 years and the universe is like, hey, here's a bunch of COVID, deal with that. And, you know, their head coach is going to miss and some of their better players are going to miss. And a couple of their players actually tested positive on Thursday, but then on Friday they found out it was a false positive. So they get to play oh, now. Geez. Pittsburgh had a bunch of starters that are really good not play last week. Um, and they're playing this week. So, you know, like it's going to be really tough, but, you know, it, it's the NFL you know, in basketball, baseball, they play seven game series and for the most part, the better teams win those because they have, you know, the, the bad team has to win four out of seven instead of just one. But in the NFL, it's just one game and, and anybody can win. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping I'm concerned and I'll probably pace like I always do during a Browns game. Uh, yeah, you should see me. I literally just stay, remember how Jeremy was watching uh, the Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do for Browns games, except I pace. So. I wish I could watch it, but I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. So I'm going to have to go to bed. Yeah, 8.10. I mean, I'm getting up at 5. I'm going to watch it regardless. But I don't know. I'm, I'm puzzled that they got the primetime game. There's a lot of, you know, Drew Brees, Tom. Well, Tom Brady got last night's primetime game. But uh, I'm just, I'm surprised. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. about it, but I do wish it was a one o'clock game. And although if it's, if it's the last playoff game of the six, that means I get to be in a good mood through the first five in case they lose. Whereas you know, now at least I, I'll go to bed disappointed and wake up and it'll be a new day and everything will be fine. So yeah. All right. Glass half full, I guess. Yeah, always, always glass half full. Yeah. Um, I'm not really addicted to anything. Although I started watching mad about you on Amazon prime. I really forgot how much I like that show. I want to be friends with Paul and Jamie Buckman. Um, I remember really, really liking that show until they pulled a Jim and Pam and did bad things to that marriage. 
That Are was they... the last episode. That was the series finale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is it back to normal in the new version? Well, I haven't watched the new version. This is literally oh. like 1992 or whatever it was when that show came on. Sorry for that spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't know if they're back together. I, I have no idea. Because you know it's it. back on. It came back yeah. on something. So. Yeah, but I think they only did like nine episodes or something oh. it wasn't like okay. i don't think they like brought it back forever or whatever um so i've been i put that on and i had to force myself to turn it off after like five episodes so i'm like i have to get some writing done um yeah uh this week you know i don't really have a lot going on this week um monday i teach actually i teach four classes every day this week so i work five to seven um tomorrow i have to run to the post office and mail that book and then I told Anna I would help her pick out a dishwasher because her dishwasher died. Um, I have four hours blocked off to write this week, Monday through Saturday. So I really want to get um, a few chapters done in those 24 hours. Um, Tuesday, I have push class in the morning. Wednesday, I have personal training. Thursday, I have push class in the morning. Friday, I'll probably do yoga at Anna's after King gets on the bus and then do laundry and write. Saturday, I have um, push class. I think now that I have curtains up, it's a little bit easier to get some writing done even when Kean's home from school. It's not perfect, so I'm going to really be gentle with my schedule, but I have four hours blocked out to write on Saturday. And then Sunday, do the podcast. I might write. I want to get back to writing six days a week and having Mondays off. Um, I don't go to the gym on Mondays, and Kean's usually in school. Uh, so I just want to kind of lay in my chair and do nothing <laughs> on Mondays that's what I, that's my plan to get back to. Uh, so my week is relatively boring except today. Um, so back in December, when I did my email to advertise the, the book, especially I was doing over Christmas, I did a newsletter swap and I had written the email and, and got it out there. And I forgot to turn off the fact that I was doing a newsletter swap and some guy, you know, he, he applied to be in newsletter swap. And I was like, no, sorry. And I emailed him. I was like, sorry, I'm, I, you know, this one's already done and, and, and ready to go out. I go, but if you want, I can just get you in the next one. He says, yeah, that sounds great. So we exchanged a couple little, you know, he was a kind of a smart alecky guy from, from England and uh, I'm a smart alecky person from the U S so I thought this would be cool. You know, let's, let's um, I like the guy. He seemed like a good guy. Um, so, so I planned for another one and, and I emailed him last week and said, Hey, I just put on the schedule, my email for, for Sunday, January 10th. Uh, actually I did it like two weeks ago. I said, I put it on, it's on there for January 10th. I opened up the newsletter swaps, go apply and I'll accept you. And then we can do this swap. And he never did. He never yeah. responded to my email. He never applied, but two other people did. Had I known he wasn't going to, I wouldn't have opened it up for a newsletter swap. So, yeah. And then I didn't do the newsletter yesterday like I should have. And so I'm going to do it today after we're done here. I'm going to write the email and I have a pretty good idea what I want to say. And I'll put that little survey, series survey and we talked about earlier and I'll get it sent out today. After that, what I was going to do yesterday, uh, I'm going to do today instead, which is open up my Scrivener for book three. And all I really have left in terms of, of my first draft is segment three, which is going to be a long segment. But I want to do, what I want to do is I want to go in and create just the chapters, maybe write a, a couple of sentences or a paragraph of what's happening in this chapter, whose POV it is, get that done so that starting tomorrow, I can start the writing process um, of those. Still hoping to get done by January 30th. That's about three weeks. 
or January 31st, three weeks, going to be tough, but uh, you know, 31 days, if I can get about 15 chapters done in 31 days, I should be there. And I'm pretty good at getting one chapter a day. in, so one chapter every two days um, should be something I can do, but you never know. Um, you never know what's mm -hmm. going to run anything. So I am working again all five days this week, uh, getting up at 5 a.m. every day, working from 7 to 11.30, lunch from 11.30 to 1, and then uh, work until 4.30. Uh, I'm going to try to write at lunch, although now that this golf shed is done, I will be heading out there, I'm sure, a few times. It's going to be in the high 30s this week, which is, you know, it's it's got three walls. It keeps the wind off me. It, it <laughs> seems okay. Um, and I'll probably hit some balls out there. And the other thing that I want to do today was I didn't really think about this until I got an email earlier. Grammarly keeps wanting me to buy a year's worth of their program. And I used it last time and really like it. And I let the subscription go because I didn't need it at the time, but I'm to the point where this, when this first draft gets finished, I will start the editing process from the beginning. And I will use Grammarly like I did the, on the first three books. Mm. Uh, that basically is my, uh, what's the word? What editor is that? Not the cop. Is that the copy? No. Copy editor is is um, our editor down in Brazil. That's the person who checks all the grammar. That's what Grammarly is for me. I don't I don't pay I for an editor. Don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't pay for an editor that um, that does the punctuation. You know, we have we have CB Moore down mm -hmm. there, and she does our. I believe that's wait no wait that's line editing is what Grammarly does. I think it, okay. it does the line editing. So we have a copy editor, and that does and it does a great job. You know, I don't find very many mistakes after I send the book out. I find a few, there are still punctuation issues, but yeah. uh, for the most part, it does a really good job and I really like it. And I will use that uh, when I edit each chapter. Uh, Saturday, I have all my chores to do, clean the house, all that good stuff, do some writing. Um, I might look into getting books on the website. Maybe you could try to get book one up there on like a catalog page where people can shop if they want to. And I wrote this on the outline. I didn't know you wrote this, but I also wrote, start getting my tax stuff together for 2020. <laughs> um, for me, it's, I'm sure a lot less than you. I have my, is it W2? Is that what the real job gives me a W2? Uh -huh. And then I'll have, um, because I got unemployment this year, I'll get that. I'll have my, what my property tax, my mortgage tax, whatever. Um, and I don't know if I have anything else. Um, um yeah, probably not your author amazing. stuff. I used to have, um, well, there's no author stuff. I didn't make enough money yet. Oh, okay. and, um, and my, I used to have my student loan tax, but that was one of the things I paid off in 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't have that this year. So, yeah, um, I still have that. Yeah. So I don't even have gambling losses this year. Cause I didn't take any trips, which I don't have gambling losses anyway, but I mean, I have losses, plenty of them, but. You can't, you can't put those on your taxes. Um, the only way that you can put, it's funny, the, the website that I play fantasy football through, which the, the high stakes one, if I win money, I have, you know, they gave me a tax form. I have to do it. But because I spend so much money on their site to get in leagues, I can usually offset my winnings with my losses. So the only time oh. that I can use my losses is to offset my winnings. And um, yeah. this year, believe me, this year, it's not a problem. Um, I didn't hit the minimum <laughs> on winnings. There's the worst fantasy football season I've ever had. <laughs> so, um, and then Sunday podcast and hopefully the Browns are playing if they win. Uh, well, they might, I guess they, they could play Saturday, but hopefully next weekend they're, they're playing if they win tonight. 
And that is pretty much my schedule. I am going to look into Quicken after we're done here today. Also, I might, I, I don't know if I'm going to do my personal stuff through Quicken. I like my Excel spreadsheet, but I do like the idea of the business stuff being done through there. And like I said, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to sell enough this year to have to deal with that next year. Uh, I might as well start now instead of How getting much it in do you August. have to sell to put it on your taxes? I think, I think Bill, who is a friend of mine who has done my taxes for many, many years, I believe the threshold is $600, but I don't know. Okay. I made literally just under that this year in terms of book sales. And I think, I actually think this year in, or last year, I made just under that. I think in 2021, I'm going to more than double that. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going to have a decent year. I'm going to have a year where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to put a screenshot on 20 books because I'm happy about my year finally. So, <laughs> um, I think my, my really, really super low goal is to average a hundred dollars a month and then try to scale it up from there. Once all the other books start coming out. So yeah, yeah that's where I'm at. I, I read all these, um, things on 20 books about people who are like, you know, Hey, I, I, you know, I didn't have my, my breakout year until book nine came out and, so I hope after this year, I have six books out there and maybe book seven, which is book four in the series. Hopefully that's the one that is my breakthrough. So that's kind of yeah. what I'm shooting for right now. Yeah. So, all right. And that is all I have. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. All right. Well, that is the end of the podcast for this week. Um, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. Keep an eye on my website. Like I said, I'm adding that shop page at some point. Um, maybe not until next weekend, but maybe not even then, but just check it out every now and then. Um, jerry at jerryevanoff.com is my email. Do me a favor, email me or Lindsay and let us know when you're picking out books to read, do you check to see if the series is complete, has more than one book, has more than five? What do you do when you're shopping for books uh, yeah. in, terms of, in terms of whether or not you decide to buy something based on its series? Tweet me on Twitter. Uh, Jerry E25 is my handle. Just search my name, Jerry Evanoff. You'll find me. Facebook.com uh, slash Jerry Evanoff author. I'm on the Snapchat and I don't care about Instagram. And that is where you can find me. <laughs> Uh, you can see my website, lindsayevanoff.com. Email me, lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. I'm also on Facebook, Lindsay Evanoff Author. Instagram, Lindsay Evanoff Author. And Twitter, Evanoff Lindsay. If you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.